Welcome, book nerds, to the Marriage Stories Podcast. I'm Bradley. And I'm Becca. And if you're here looking for marriage advice... All we got is couples that read together, breed together. Welcome to Comic Book Club for July that we're recording in September. We recorded the last one, the one for May in August, so... Guys, life happens and gets in the way, especially when you have two kids. And move, and COVID. travel for work, and COVID, it's and been a blast, new job. It's been a blast. Mm-hmm. Becca, what did we read? East of West. That is correct. <laughs> we read East of West, Volume 1, by Jonathan Hickman and Nick Dragota. East of West is more like my style of graphic novel. I typically tend to like the independent graphic novels more than, say, like, uh, traditional comic book superhero-like graphic novels. Mm-hmm. So, what's it about? It is a awesome sci-fi western. So basically the premise is, is and this is full spoilers for anybody who hasn't read it, so read it. Just read it. That's what I'm saying right now. The apocalypse tried to happen a couple years ago. Like a, gener- a half a generation ago. And the four horsemen of the apocalypse came... And we're gonna wreak havoc upon the world. And then the horseman death fell in love. And the plans went awry. And the world's still here. So now the horseman death is looking for his love. While the other three are now returning to cause the end times. And basically going rogue against him. Yeah, well, he's going rogue against them. Well, yeah. But this is a crazy and cool, like, alternate history that I absolutely dig. So, it starts out with the Civil War doesn't end when it's supposed to end. And because of that, the U.S. is divided into five or six different factions. There's the North and the South, there's Texas... The Native Americans, Louisiana, and then the Maoist Chinese came over to the U.S. and occupied the western coast. And they're all vying for power inside what is now the United States. And the Horseman Death, who is one of my favorite designs of Hickman's characters, he really likes that high contrast of just solid black or solid white characters with black or white accents. Which is kind of how the cover is, too. Yes, it's very stylized, and I love it. Um, Falls in love with Mao's daughter, thus causing a whole heck of a lot of problems. I keep trying to pull up our chat from East of West to see like some of the things that group members or that I said and it won't load to be further back but I really remember liking the art style um, of this graphic novel which is big for me because if the art style I find distracting or bad it ruins the whole graphic novel for me regardless of 
uh, pros. Can you call it pros? It's not really pros. I mean, it's pros. The, I'd say content. The content, yeah. Um, and I also remembered being very confused at first by all the alternate um, history, but then really uh, enjoying it. I wish we got a map at some point. You do. Oh, I know. In don't... later volumes, you oh, oh, okay. I was going to say, I don't remember it. Yes, this is my second time reading this. Becca's first time. Jonathan Hickman is one of my favorite comic book writers. That is not an unpopular opinion right now with his work on Avengers and X-Men especially. And then his more creator-owned stuff like East of West is just absolutely phenomenal. Um, you were talking about the art. Nick Dragota's art, I think, is perfect for this sci-fi western. He really captures that feel. I think that, one, sci-fi western is such a niche uh, genre. <laughs> you know what it kind of reminds me of, or at least the graphic novel kind of reminded me of, was the beginning of Kill Bill. Oh, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> um, if you haven't seen Kill Bill in the beginning, it, they're like... Having... Well, hold on. If you haven't seen Kill Bill, watch Kill Bill. <laughs> but they're having like a wedding in the middle of nowhere out west, and it, somebody comes in and just obliterates the entire wedding party. Mm -hmm. um, but that's the vibe that this was giving me. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty solid vibe. Because it begins with the Horseman Death going on a vendetta to kill all the people that he believes killed his wife. But it turns out his wife is alive and just held prisoner. Which at the end of the volume he goes to rescue her. Which is a bloody and brilliantly depicted battle between the entire armies of Mao versus the Horseman Death and his two companions wolf and crow who are native american warriors who can shapeshift into their respective animals which why is it always a crow like i like it but why is it always a crow i don't know <laughs> or a raven i believe it's a i mean it is very important animal it is it is it's just always a, well raven is more so culturally important than than the crows are but anyways Listener at home. There's no difference. <laughs> yes, there are differences. Speaking no from a non-zoologist, there's no difference. <laughs> so, apparently, I finished it all in one sitting. I don't. Re I didn't remember that, but I, remember. I, did re yeah. I did finish it all in one sitting. It reads pretty quickly. Um, it's action constant throughout. There's not a whole bunch of setup, which is partly why I was confused. Um, but I do like that. It kept your attention the whole time. There wasn't a whole bunch of just like, I don't know, um, what do you call it when there's like world building Exposition, or... exposition dumps? Yeah. There's one of those at the very beginning and then... It's just takes off takes off from there, and you just learn in the story. Um, and I love that about Jonathan Hickman's writing. Now he doesn't always do that. He does often do a lot of exposition dumps, but this is one of those cases where it works at the beginning to set up. Hey, this is different than the world you know, and then here's the story. I also remember at the end 
like if I had the second one and was ready to read it, I would have just gone straight into it. I think I was very, it, it was a very cliffhangery, or not necessarily cliffhangery is like it's a let's go end. <laughs> yes, and they're all like that until the last volume. So it's 10 volumes long, 50 issues, I believe. And it ran from, I'm probably wrong about this, but I believe it was 2012 to 2020 is when it ended. And I believe is one of, at the time, was one of Image Comics' bestsellers. Up there with Walking Dead and Invincible and Saga. Those are its biggest ones for a while. So Image Comics is, right now, and for a long time, is the third largest comic book company. Um, it was formed in the 90s with by a bunch of artists at Marvel at DC who were upset that they didn't own the stuff they created. So they made their own comic book imprint, created their own stories, and it's been very successful and stuck around that. Um, things like The Walking Dead, Saga, Spawn, Savage Dragon are all from Image and have been very popular in their own right. I tend to like um, most things that I've read of Image Comics. Um, I think maybe because they are typically more independent uh, stories, not necessarily drawing off of uh, parodies or spin-offs of stories that we've heard a million times. Right, and the editorial oversight is, I think, or at least it feels like it's a lot less. Authors are able to write what they want. Well, with Saga, certainly seems... Yes, Saga, I'm pretty sure Vaughn can write whatever he wants. I mean, Brian K. Vaughn is just... I feel like he would be that way no matter what, but... Well, (laughs) if you have the impressive repertoire he does, then... uh... I think also, as far as East of... Back to East of West specifically goes, is... At its roots, it is a story told over and over. The power of love over death kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and how but, love changed death. And and love over evil. And well, love over... Also, you see it in the depiction of death. In the flashbacks, death is an entirely black, like, completely black character. In present day, he's solid white. I know that doesn't sound right, but I'm just talking I the... I squinted at him. I was like... <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just talking the, like, pure colors. Like, yes, the art choice. The art choice. Yeah. Thank you. That's the words <laughs> I'm looking for. Yes. Um, so it shows he has gone through a change because of the process. Yes, and become lighter. Yes. Also, I think, though... Be- even though it is a classic story or a classic plot device, the nuances around it make it to where you don't even necessarily realize the predictability of the plot device of love conquering all or love changing all or love altering the course or whatever. Um, Because of all of the different 
cultures and dynasties, if you will, that come into play. Uh, throw in the apocalypse in there. Throw in the fact that it is supposed to be doomsday and the blood and gore and the unusual main character. I don't know. I feel like I didn't notice while I was reading it that it's just that classic love versus death or love alters death or overcomes all plot device because of how nuanced the story is. Mm-hmm. I agree entirely. Plus, you have robot horses <laughs> that are absolutely awesome. They can shoot lasers and giant mechs in battles. It's pretty epic. Just the sci-fi woven into those. But I'm a big fan of the sci-fi western subgenre. I like sci-fi in general. I I do too, but like sci-fi western ranks up there with historical fantasy for me. They work so well together, it's a lot of fun. And it allows writers to do just incredible, unique works from that. I would almost also throw in the word dystopian. Um, yeah. Because it's a dystopian sci-fi. It's not necessarily like sci-fi as in science-y. It's not hard sci-fi. No, it's a very soft sci-fi. It's dystopian sci-fi. Uh, I wish we were recording this a little closer to me having read it because I would remember more specific details, details to content. Well, that is the problem with us doing this two months out. So let's just, this will be a shorter episode anyway, just because it's come the club, they're always a little shorter and it was a while ago. So, uh, story, what do you give it out of 10? Um, I think I remember giving the story... Now, see, I, I rate out of 5, typically. But if it was out of 10, I'd say probably an 8 out of 10. Okay. And art? Same. I just... Solid. I gave it a 4 out of 5 stars. Okay. So, it basically equates to 8 out of 10. Yeah. Pretty solidly uh, through and through. All right. And I, on my first read, I would have agreed with you. I go a bit more toward nine in both, and because nine in story, and because Nick Dragota's art has really grown on me, reading 10 volumes of this and now reading the first one again, I'm bumping that up to 9.5, just because I think it's so perfect for this atmosphere and for this story. Would you read volume two? Yes, I think I said that earlier. Is if so? I also looked up to see if our indie bookstore could get in stock these volumes, and currently it is not in active stock or print at any of the warehouses we order from. Um, but if I had access to the second one, I would read it. See, they used to have these really nice hardcovers that were three hardcovers for the entire series. They were gorgeous looking, and they went out of print in 2020, and they haven't put them back in print. It's so frustrating. What I've been noticing with a lot of graphic novels, especially independent graphic novels lately from our ordering catalogs, is that it seems like a run will get a reprint like an anniversary milestones like they'll say oh this is the 10th anniversary edition or this is the whatever at least that's kind of what so we have to wait till like 2030 for 
for yeah. reprinted for the tenth anniversary. <laughs> I don't know. That's just what I've been noticing. But... Okay. Well, let's hope that's not true because this is a great story, and if you haven't read it, I would Maybe definitely recommend. It. I believe it's a Prime title for free, or also a Kindle Unlimited title. So if you have access to those, definitely go and check it out. It's worthwhile read. At least read the first volume and see what you think. If you don't, if you hate it, don't worry about it. But if you even liked it a little, I suggest going with volume two. Thank you for joining us on July's Comic Book Club. Join us for our August Comic Book Club discussion of Court of Owls, Batman Again. By Scott Snyder with art by Greg Capullo. And for this month, September, there's still time to hop on board our actual comic book club. Just message us at the Marriage Stories Pod or either of our personal bookstagrams at books, boards, and brews with underscores in between or at the book analyst. You're saying this like I'm going to get this edited and up before September Listen, ends. Listen, okay, if it's October, come join us for whatever we choose for October. Okay. But anyway, September is Wonder Woman Dead Earth. Yes, Wonder Woman Dead Earth by Daniel Warren Johnson. It's going to be a fun ride. I love that story. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, keep reading.